1: Alright, welcome to The Viking Age Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for TheVikingAge.com, and as always, I'm joined by Chris Shad, who writes for us here at The Viking Age, as well as Bring Me the News, and... Zone coverage. Zone coverage. I always forget that. Um, Before we start today's show, make sure to uh, like this video and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. uh, Subscribe to our channel. Uh, Make sure to follow The Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. And the audio version of this podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. So, all right, let's just get right into it. Yesterday, Brian Flores was or B Flow, as the Vikings like to call him, already was. It's such a bad nickname,
2: <laughs> by the way. Like when I think of, sorry to interrupt you, but I had I had to interject there. Like when I think of Flow, I think of Dumb and Dumber and the diner scene where he's like it's a Stupid of the Day Flow.
1: I think of Flow from uh, Progressive commercials. That too. Yes. So B Flow was introduced on uh, Wednesday at the TCO Performance Center as the Vikings' new uh, defensive coordinator. Flores was a, a finalist for the Cardinals head coaching job, but he uh, chose to join the Vikings instead. to instead due to what he called a, a quote, a quote, gut feeling, um, unquote. Um, and, uh, you know, they just, he, got, he fielded questions, talked about his philosophy a little bit, um, You know, talked about some things about, like, his, his kids being excited because they love Justin Jefferson. They're doing the gritty everywhere and shared an interesting story about how, like, his daughter took her first steps in U.S. Bank Stadium and, um, so it's just some interesting stuff in there. Nothing nothing too crazy, but you know, did, did anything specific stand out to you from anything that, that you saw from yesterday?
2: Well, first of all, you mentioned, you know, he's like this. I, I had a gut feeling. His gut feeling said, don't coach Kyler Murray because that <laughs> that team in Arizona is so it, it is so dysfunctional. It's not mm-hmm. even funny right now. Kyler's probably gonna miss all of next season. He, uh, the rest, the rest of, well, I mean, in the rest of the roster is just trash right now. Yeah, They have nobody on defense. Uh, Deandre Hopkins is going to get traded because that was a mandate before like the general manager even showed up. Like it is bad. So, I mean, Brian Flores was probably like, I could take this job. I know he was a finalist for the Denver Broncos defensive coordinator position. Mm -hmm. Decided not to take that. That's probably a better job. Uh, mm-hmm. Not, not than the Vikings, but better job than the Arizona heart uh, Cardinals one. Cause if he does a good job here in Minnesota, one of the worst defenses in the league teams are going to come calling next year. So right. he was, he was asked about that during the press conference. He was kind of like, Hey, you know, I'm here now and whatever. Very mm-hmm. Carlos Correa like, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the part where he talks about being aggressive and adapting Two different teams because he was asked, What's your scheme? Three, four or four, three? Right. Three, four or four, three. And he goes, <laughs> Who's the opponent? Yeah. Like, I like that. And I think it's going to have he mentioned that he likes players with a lot of versatility. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be great moving forward. Um, scheme-wise, I like what Brian Flores is going to do. What are they going to do with the players? Who are they going to keep? Who's going to come back? Um, we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but a lot of questions on who is here. But as far as like the fundamental side, I like the higher Brian Flores.
1: Yeah, I do. He comes from, there's, I think there's a lot of similar similarities, actually to someone we'll be talking about later, which is, is Mike Zimmer. They both come from the same, tree which is the bill parcells tree um flores worked with bill belichick who obviously was a defense coordinator for bill parcells um but yeah the aggressive he uh here's a quote the quote that i like that flores said yesterday he said by nature i like to be aggressive not reckless you know there's a method to the madness there's a rhyme and a reason you know uh whether it's down and distance field position etc um so yeah he's (laughs) like night and day compared to ed donatel um, And I think that'll be good. He does have a lot of work ahead of him. The good thing is that he, the defense really can't get any worse than the worst in the league. So he does that have, have that going for him. Um, <clears throat> I think it's interesting that he chose the Vikings. I think it might've been maybe the most stable situation for him is in terms of, you know, good fit. Cause Denver, they just got a new owner. You don't really know. How how they're doing things, with, and then they got Sean Payton and everything. You don't really know. I don't know if those two have ever really worked together. Um, <clears throat> and then Arizona, like you said, super dis- dysfunctional. Um, they've they've been known to hire a coach one year and fire him the next year, so uh, you don't know about that either. But you come to Minnesota, you got you know Kevin O'Connell, a young guy that he's that Flores is familiar with from their time together with the Patriots. You got Quesito uh, Fomensa. You got some owners that are always trying to. Uh, it seems like they're trying to do whatever's best for the team and they've been there for a while, so they understand how the league works and everything. Um so looking deeper into it, it's not too surprising they chose the Vikings over, you know, but some people be like, oh, why wouldn't you be a head coach in the NFL? It's like, well, sometimes it's not the right fit. And plus it would have been his his second time, and if he failed the second time with the Cardinals, it's probably he's probably done as a head coach in, in the league for the yeah. rest of his career. So he's he's probably being more careful with, you know where he goes in terms of uh, being a head coach next. And I think he's got a great opportunity here. If he fixes the Vikings, if he makes them 20th, people are going to be like, okay, like we're, we're interested in this guy. And that's like a super low bar, but that's really all he has to do. Um, So basically, do you think Flores can turn the defense around?
2: How long is he here? That's, I, I think that's a good, and, and a lot of it has to do with which jobs are open next year, right? right, right. Again, like you mentioned, if he takes the wrong jobs and, it, it, you know, it's just a dumpster fire like the Arizona Cardinals are, like, he's probably getting fired. If he finds the right job and he goes into that, like, you know, he, he's going to be gone after a year. Um, In the short term, it's going to be better. I don't, like, it depends on what you say is fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, Is 20th fixed? Sure. I think he can do that, especially (laughs) if he gets the uh, pieces that he needs. If you're expecting him to turn them into a top five defense next year, (laughs) that's not going to happen. They don't have the cap space or the players in order to do that. Um, And and in fact, it it took him a couple of years in Miami uh, in a similar situation where they had absolutely nothing on the defensive end to turn them into a middle of the road defense. His defenses in Miami were never a top 10 unit, I believe. Um, uh, might have been in points, but as far as yards go, no. So I think it's going to be better fixed. It depends on what your definition is.
1: Yeah, I think one thing going for him too is that when he got to the Dolphins, or when he when he's with the Vikings now, his offense that's going to be you know they're going to be better than what he had when he went to the Dolphins, and he's working on that defense, and that can help a defense. Like the longer an offense is on the field, that can you know help your defense uh, as well. So I think that'll that'll be helpful for him moving forward uh yes yeah, in terms of fixing the defense yeah i think if <laughs> like if it's if it's 25th uh, i don't think that's fixed no i would say bad. i would say you got to be in the top two-thirds probably top of, twenty. yeah yeah of the league to be considered fixed and there's you know he might not fix it but at the same time we we know that he's gonna. We've heard this a lot. He's gonna go down swinging. Like he's not gonna just sit there and let people just run all over him. He's gonna make life difficult as possible as he can for the opposing offense. You know that might result in some big plays giving up, but he's at least gonna try and stop the offense. Where it looked like the last defensive coordinator was just like trying to play prevent the whole time, and he's like, "Well, we're not gonna, we're not giving up the big plays." And it's like, "Well, you kind of are." um yeah. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited with, with Flores. I'm excited to see what he does. I'm excited to see, like, if he brings in any different coaches, um, what he does with that, and then what, what kind of players he brings in. Is he going to bring in any guys from, like, the Dolphins or the Patriots that he's worked with before? Um, you know, who is, what it, It's you mentioned, like, how long is going to be here? So, like, do you include Flores in your philosophy, like, in drafting players? Because what if he wants to draft someone, like, that's really good for his system, and then he's gone in a year, and then... You get a new system, and that player doesn't really fit. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. If they're smart, I think they should like kind of groom an assistant defensive, or just have someone waiting. Groom is a bad word to use, Uh, but have someone in waiting for like in case Flores leaves, that someone can take over and kind of just run the same philosophy. What do you got?
2: I'm looking at uh, the defenses as far as points allowed last year. The difference between 20th and 15 was only 22 points. Cleveland Browns gave up 381 points. The Tennessee Titans gave up 359 points. Oh, total. Di- yeah. Yes. Total points. The difference between 15 and six, the Titans gave up 359 points. The Dallas Cowboys gave up 342. So really when you think wow. about it, I, I mean, I'll, I'll go down to the Vikings here. They have 427 points. <laughs> so that, yeah, <laughs> right. Um, yeah. They were tied for 28th with, The Lions and the Colts, not great names. But Jeff Saturday wasn't scared giving up all those points, uh, especially in a certain comeback. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, that's about 60 points they need to shave off from between. Okay, maybe it's a bigger, bigger jump than we're thinking here. But I mean, I, mean, I, mean six, I I'm making a good point here.
1: 60 across 17 games isn't doesn't seem like that big of a feat. That's that's well, like a little under, a little over three points a game. We do some
2: Steiner math here. So what do we say? 60 divided by 17. Yeah, that's it's three like a, and a half points. So basically, yeah. don't give up a field goal every game. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think I think that's doable. Sure. Um, so and and look like the Eagles had one of the best defenses in the league and they gave up, what, 35 points, 38 points in the Super Bowl. So like as good as a defense is in the NFL today, they're not as good as they used to be. They're not. There's, it's, there's no there's no more like 2017 Vikings, 2000 Ravens, stuff like that. Like it's hard to come by. Like I know the 49ers were good, but they still that didn't. They didn't help them win the Super Bowl. So you just need an average defense in this league and a top shelf offense. So I think offense still needs to be the focus, but the defense needed to be fixed. They couldn't ignore yeah. that. So, all right. Uh, sticking with the defense, but, a uh, uh, player wise, uh, Patrick Peterson, uh, I guess you could still consider him Vikings cornerback because the, the new, new league year hasn't begun yet. So he's still technically under contract. Um, <clears throat> but a few days ago he, um, tweeted a pair of pictures of himself in a Vikings uniform that included three emojis in his caption. The emojis were the two big eyes, the hand on the chin thinking face and a uh, and a padlock. So some felt like this seemed to indicate Peterson was sharing that, you know, he's like a lock to return to the Vikings in 2023. I didn't really get that from this. I didn't really actually know. At all, anything that he meant by this. Um, but apparently, this is the thought, thought process of some people. And then I listened to the Access Vikings podcast uh, from the Star Tribune, and Ben Gessling said that, you know, uh, basically this tweet wasn't really uh, a coincidence. He mentioned that uh, Peterson was in Arizona for the Super Bowl, and so were some members of the Vikings. And perhaps maybe there were some talks about, you know, bringing him back for at least another season. So is re signing Peterson, who will be 33 in July. A good thing or a bad thing for the Vikings?
2: Well, first, how much is he going to
1: cost? Like
2: some of these veterans, that's that's a big thing. Like if you want to bring back Patrick Peterson, who was effective last year, you know, he signed for what? Four and a half million dollars, I believe, after signing for 10 the year before. Right. So if I'm him, I'm going to the negotiating table being like, I'm a leader in the locker room. I balled out last year. I still have good football left. I want more money than four and a half million, which at that point, (laughs) yeah if it's like six i i don't know i mean that that'd be i mean that's still pretty good right for six for patrick
1: peterson who's a future hall of famer yeah right i
2: i I would take that but if he wants like something closer to 10 you gotta move on and you have to think too how was patrick peterson successful last year they played a lot of zone he got his best playing zone coverage and he even said when ed donatel was fired he was surprised that ed donatel was fired which there is a lot of politicking on that podcast. It's, it's really good. It's really good. There's a lot of insight, mm-hmm. but man, there is a lot of like hype man stuff, you know, like, you know, Brian McPadden in the background going like, yeah, Mike's going to win the Super Bowl this year. Shut up. Shut
1: Did up. you ever hear that? The Giants said they watched that um before the playoff game. No. Yeah. Because Peterson <laughs> gave away some of like what he was, how he helped stop the Giants in their first game. They watched uh. that. Yeah. So maybe don't talk as much. Um, uh, uh, maybe listen to Zimmer and uh, stop doing so much of that podcast thing or whatever you're doing You know <laughs> those newfangled machines but just yeah so I mean if they
2: brought him back I wouldn't be like oh my god like I, I would not like if we're talking about like Viking Chris being upset on like Viking moves Adam Thielen back at 20 million is like at the top and then like I don't know what would be back at the bottom but it, it would be more toward the <clears throat> bottom whatever that would be
1: Probably like what, like bringing Zadarius Smith back to probably be at the bottom. Justin um, Jefferson
2: 10 year extension would probably be at the bottom.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that, but yeah. no,
2: <laughs> I would look uh, at that and go, eh, okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, this is, yeah. Um, I would, like you said, depending on the cost, I would think it would be a good thing for the most part Um, because not only is he still doing pretty well in the field. He's a good person to have, like in the cornerback room, because I think last year he kind of took that leadership role more seriously. And he, I think, he talked about having like the defensive backs over every week to watch like Thursday night football or Monday night football, something like that, and they would talk.
0: Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
1: About the games and everything like that. So that's the little things like that go a long way. And I think people like that, having those people in the locker room is important. But yeah, if he wants like 10 million a year, sorry, dude, you're you're going to one, you're going to get a rude awakening because no one's going to give you that. Uh, right. And then uh, two, you know, just if you want to be here so bad, just take a little bit less. Um, but would you do another one year deal?
2: Yeah, I think I, I would. I, I mean, it would have to be like a one year kind of veteran special. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not doing a three year deal for him because he could, he could go on the field, be in this new scheme and be like, Oh my, he is, mm-hmm. he's not mm-hmm. good. So yeah, and he,
1: he got exposed when he was put in those one-on-one situations. Like when, he was thrown out like people didn't throw against him or throw to him in his direction a lot because everyone else was just wide open. Anyways,
2: Isaiah um, Hodgins and Daniel Jones probably owe him a fruit bat. Daniel Jones <laughs> specifically. I mean, he should <laughs> say he should said like uh, Ed Donatel mm-hmm. jelly of the month club or something because
1: right? yeah. yeah, money.
2: it's going to make a lot of money because of that game.
1: Um, aside from Peterson, who is one Vikings defensive player that you don't want to see back? in 2023
2: probably eric only only one (laughs) only one yeah i think eric kendricks is the one that has to go like i i'm sorry like a lot of people are going to be like oh well eric kendricks is great in the community well he can do that like in his free time like
1: um because i don't know I,
2: i don't know he could chase the Super Bowl. I I mean he I'm could. saying
1: doing stuff in the community doesn't win you super bowls. It's not bad. No, no, but no. But like no. that that, that's sh- that shouldn't come into play. Like when you're like, should he return or not? Like
2: should we give him $13 million <laughs> or else Kyle like...
1: Rudolph would be the starting tight end still. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I, I mean Eric Hendricks right now, if we're like talking about one player, I absolutely don't want to see back it's him because he's slowed down over the past two years um you mention it all the time him jogging behind saquon barkley um you know you could probably put his tag team partner jordan hicks in there maybe i that's probably the guy i want to see back less than eric kendricks because i want to see brian asamoa hit the field i want to see them get a younger faster uh linebacker like drew sanders from arkansas who was an edge rusher like I think he is going to be a target for this team uh, either in the first or third round. I mean, first, he's being mentioned as a first-round prospect, but he could fall into that third round if the Vikings trade back. He could be a guy that they get. You don't want to draft two linebackers in premium positions in back-to-back years, but I think that's the type of defender that Brian Flores is going to target. So I, I think the linebackers are probably the two guys that I would want to see gone uh, heading into next year.
1: Please don't draft a linebacker in the first round. That's like drafting no, a tight end. No, no. like, don't, don't, please don't do that. I actually um,
2: brought up uh, B. John Robinson in the first round of Matthew collar. And I thought his head, I thought, he was good, <laughs> I, I felt bad. He's like, I feel bad, man. I dunked on you really hard. I'm like, no, that's why I said it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I was thinking too, like the last kind of big risk that people took out of running back in, in the draft was what Saquon Barkley. And look at him now. He's like, already banged up and almost out of the league
2: and there's a there's a difference between taking a guy like that at four and taking a guy like that at 23 yeah you're sitting there at 23 and you're like okay this is a top like we're going doing best player available i could see the eagles taking b john at 10 because they are loaded everywhere and they're they could just say f it let's take the running back at 10 like it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt so like I, I think the Vikings are in a different situation where they have a lot more holes to fill, but I mean a team like, I mean 24, like you got to kind of think about it. like, okay, this guy is an electric offensive player. We can hand it to him, especially uh, with Dalvin cook having shoulder surgery, which is a coincidence, right? Just uh four hey, years I'm later. Gonna, that, that just, <laughs> uh, I mean, this just annoys me. Like really, it's just like, he goes out like a couple years hate to bring out like with this example but like the vaccine thing he's like i'll do anything to win and then he doesn't a he doesn't get vaccinated so he misses a game right i think he missed the rams game in 2021 because he tested positive Mm -hmm. for covid there was that problem then it's the shoulder thing it's like well i didn't wear my harness today like it's like you know when you're at home and your mom says defrost the chicken and then all of a sudden you hear the door turn like I forgot to defrost the chicken like you are an NFL player, like do what it takes to get yourself ready and you're going to put off this shoulder surgery for forty. he's had shoulder problems dating all the way back to Florida State and he's never got them fixed. So, I mean, is he going to suddenly like have an iron shoulder at 28 because of this surgery? I don't think so. I think it's another knock on him. So I know that's a tangent, but we're talking about players. I don't want to see back Dalvin Cook's at the top of my list. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think him getting surgery now kind of puts that in jeopardy. Who's tr- who's going to trade one? He's getting like eleven million. <clears throat> uh, whoever trades for him is going to get like eight or eleven million on their cap. Um, and then they're you know going to hope that he's recovered in time from his sh- shoulder surgery. So I would think that he's probably going to be a Viking next year. Um, maybe they can work something out with this contract or something. Just renegotiate and give him some money up front. Um, and I th- I want to say, was it 2020 where he signed the extension? So maybe he ho- wanted to hold off yeah, on was, like uh, surgery. Right before the season. Maybe he thought that might have hurt his chances of getting an extension if he had surgery. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's that. Um, but yeah, it's weird. I guess <laughs> what was it? Was it Schefter? It, it
2: is an elite power play. Schefter was uh, like,
1: Who <laughs> he's having surgery on his shoulder that he injured in 2019, and it's like, Wait. What? <laughs> it's 2023. What are we What are we
2: doing And you here? know what? To his credit, he had an awesome year in 2020 and 2021. He did. And then, uh, you know, last year. And he did. You look you know at what? all the he, metrics.
1: And he still rushed for over 1,100 yards last year. But it was like more mm-hmm. consistency problems. Um, I think I wrote about him when he got surgery earlier this week. And him and Adrian Peterson, the only running backs in Vikings history, to rush for at least 1,100 yards in four straight seasons. So that's pretty good uh company to to be in so um as far as defensive player that i don't want to see back in 2023 i would i would say jordan hicks or chan sullivan because yeah. I, I don't really know what chan sullivan was doing the entire year um except for taking his helmet you off.
2: Him, he was going to come after you on twitter
1: yeah except like, for uh, taking his helmet off when he didn't get a touchdown against the colts twice um so yeah we don't need uh, to see him back. They can put somebody else in the slot. What is them. the
2: Vikings and what is with the Vikings signing like psychotic corners in free agency? Like, Hey, we got this guy for super cheap. He's great. No, he's actually insane. Yeah. Why like do you Bashad think he's Breland. super
1: cheap?
2: Yeah. Why <laughs> you do you think he pick? like, why do you think Bashad Breland went to five other teams before he decided to ultimately sign with you? Cause he's insane.
1: Why do we keep signing guys that take their helmets off? Like, Dwayne Rudd and, uh, you know, Chance I loved that.
2: I think I'd love Dwayne Rudd R- 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 just for the play against the Jaguars where he stopped on the one lot yard line and started going like this. Like, oh, yeah. come on, guys. Come on. How and about then-
1: Jarek McKinnon stopping on the one yard line and get that Super Bowl ring? I know. Eddie Everybody's got Eddie the play.
2: motivational things now.
1: Eddie play. He all right. dreamed about being in the Super Bowl and
2: scoring. <laughs> he told his grandkids, oh, shut up.
1: Yeah, now he has a ring. Yeah. So he can tell them about that, too. Um, Alright, so last topic, Mike Zimmer. Uh, former Vikings head coach, in case anyone didn't know that. Um, he's back in the rumor mill. Uh, uh, Deion Sanders, Colorado Univers- University of Colorado head coach, has kind of led people to believe that Zimmer's going to be on his, his staff this season uh, at Colorado. However, uh, Zimmer's name has been brought up uh, for the defensive coordinator openings for both the Denver Broncos and Arizona Cardinals. Now, the Broncos head coach, Sean Payton and Mike Zimmer, they're old friends. They've actually worked together. In the past under Bill Parcells and new Cardinals head coach, Jonathan Gannon, which, by the way, if you've did you see his intro video or whatever, or like say hello to the Cardinals fans, it Looked like he was being held hostage. Uh, that's was it worse
2: good. than Sirianni's like introductory press conference? It was
1: it wasn't a presser. It was just like uh like an eight second video that he recorded on his phone. Like, hey, Cardinals fans, let's get ready to go. OK, go. They kidnap. Did they kidnap him like that's the second the Super Bowl is over? That's what it felt like. But he's the new Cardinals head coach, Um, and he actually was on the Viking staff under Zimmer from 2014 to 2017. So that's the relationship with those two. So if offered, should Mike Zimmer take either one of these jobs with the Broncos or the Cardinals?
2: Well, I think if he goes to Denver, he's going to a pretty good – like we talk yeah. about like what would get you back as a head coach. If he wants to do the head coach thing again, go to Denver, rebuild their defense, and you're going to get interviews, especially for a team – you know, every it's like a cycle, right? Mm-hmm. Like you hire the old crudgy coach and then you go to the players coach, like Kevin O'Connell. Um, somebody like the Jets. I don't know if this whole thing with Robert Sala and Aaron Rodgers doesn't work out. I mean, Zimmer and Aaron Rodgers have a pretty good relationship, as far as my understanding. Maybe he leads the Broncos to a top unit and they wind up. you you know, the jets give him a call. He's the head coach and Aaron Rodgers is his quarterback. Cowboys Cowboys as well. Cowboys is another good one. Um, if he goes to Arizona, like I mentioned, there's nothing there on defense. Like there is, there is a huge thing. I, I would take either of these jobs. Oh, um, I would probably list it, uh, Broncos, Colorado with Dion and Arizona, but He's also older. So, I mean, out of the three, I would definitely go to Denver if I were him, especially if I want to be a head coach again.
1: Yeah, I I think if you're looking weather-wise, go to Arizona. Yeah. Mid-60s. A
2: lot of people retire in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know? Perfect. Um, But yeah. girlfriend can
2: get some sun and, you know,
1: (laughs) move that bike shop or whatever it was. Talent-wise, you go to the Broncos. That's pretty obvious. But I think the the Cardinals is interesting, too, because, like, mentioned that I don't have a lot like that could play to his benefit because he kind of kind of has like a, a blank slate where he could really do anything. And he's been known to get the most out of um uh, players like there's a, you know, Isaiah Simmons is there. He's pretty good. Um I'm Trying to think Buddha Baker's Buddha Baker's there. I think he would love to work with Mike Zimmer. Um, of course, JJ Watt is not there anymore. That would have been I think Zimmer, I think Mike Zimmer would have loved JJ Watt. Like yeah. JJ Watt's so annoying, but th- those two would have been well together. Um I don't, I think I saw <coughs> <sorry>. <coughs> Rex Ryan is uh like in the lead for the Broncos defensive coordinator job, which is hilarious. Um, But yeah, I, I uh, uh, if I had to predict right now, I would say that Mike Zimmer ends up with the Cardinals just because um I don't think he's going to get the job in Denver. And I don't think he wants to deal with college kids for a whole year. That too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but he also, but-, but he did work at Jackson State last
1: year. So yeah, it's kind of like he was. Yeah, he was there for a few weeks consulting or whatever. Um, But here's 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 another factor. So if Zimmer was the head coach of either team, the Broncos or the Cardinals, who would annoy him more? Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray, Kyler hundred percent though we just talked about like those newfangled
2: podcasts and your, your <laughs> shoot 'em up games and your call of duty and uh, he, i i remember Collar had a story about him like talking about video games or something and he just mentioned like something super old and everybody was like ah uh, yeah atari. okay yeah atari or something mm-hmm. like I, I like he just like russell wilson is weird but he's got a super bowl ring and Very you know weird. he he'd be like okay like but i but i don't know too J- russell's into the whole like jesus thing like kirk is not that that's a bad thing but i mean <laughs> like no. russell is another level
1: of no like- I, I i i understand like he's he's on like a like an au- he's like an awkward kind of level like kirk cousins is where it's like he's trying yeah. to be something that he's not or he thinks like he has to be a certain way to be a leader or whatever and zimmer would just like see right through that and just be like yes no, not happening, dude. Um, and he would probably try and trade him. Um, he'd be like, he'd go to the ownership and be like, "You guys have a lot of money. Why don't you just trade him?" Um, but Kyler Murray, yeah, I think he'd get pretty. I would love to see Kyler Murray, uh, go up to Mike Zimmer like he did last last year <laughs> and tell him to shut up like he did. Uh, what Cliff Kingsbury? Cliff Kingsbury. That it's would not go over well. Probably uh, on a
2: beach somewhere drinking a daiquiri as we speak. Yeah,
1: no, I think he's trying to work with the Texans. Uh, oh
2: um offensive but, coordinator that that wouldn't be a bad job for him i think right but,
1: but um yeah gotta go color memory just because the video games like it it seems like it's emphasized so much but he's actually like he's part of like an esports team so like you can't really emphasize it any more than that um, yeah so zimmer that would be like in the if he had a bad game Zimmer would be like maybe you should get off the video games that would be so easy to like place money on like is Mike Zimmer going to talk about video games after Kyler Murray's bad performance?
2: Five interception yes. performance. Yes, he is.
1: Like minus 150. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's an easy answer. Um, that's all I got for today. Uh, next week, I think the combine starts, what, the end of next week? It might be next uh, week or two weeks. Yeah, I know it's in February, and February is almost done. So, yeah. it, it, that will be coming up. I'm sure we'll maybe look at some mock drafts coming up. Um, but that's it for today. I, oh, go ahead.
2: Oh, I was going to say, I have a mock draft uh, coming out of the Viking Age tomorrow. So, Oh, yeah, you do. Make sure you check, check that out. out.
1: I don't know what I'm doing, but hey, let's, let's give it a swing. <laughs> I don't think the Vikings do either. Um, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the channel, like this video. Um, the audio version of this podcast will be available by the morning on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, but until next time, Chris and I talk to you later.